Um dia de sol Eu fui pra trabalhar Beautiful souls, I'm Camille. And this is Erica of the Healthcare from the Soul, the Healer's Journey podcast where we listen to stories from heart-centered healthcare providers who are rewriting their story as healers of this world. Now more than ever, they feel dissonance within themselves and the system and are answering their soul's calling for something more. Erica and Camille host retreats around the globe for healthcare professionals interested in discovering more about their life's purpose in the healing arts. To learn more, head on over to the show notes. Let's go to the show. Hello. Hello. I'm Erica. I'm Camille. And this is Healthcare from the Soul, the Healer's Journey podcast. And today we are going to talk about the healer's hop. What is that? The healer's hop. This is a term that I coined back in the days when I was hopping as a healer. So I'm going to go through my trajectory and then I want you to go through your trajectory. So started off in endocrinology at this really cush job slash office with a really well-known endocrinologist. And then I did family practice on the weekends, then urgent care, pediatric caravan. I worked in a mobile unit that went to four different towns. That was super fun. And then I moved back to El Paso, started pediatric night urgent care, then moved back to Austin and did pediatric night urgent care in Austin and then internal medicine. Then I started doing medical journal writing, research, urgent care. Oh, I did family practice in there, uh, Mm -hmm. functional medicine Mm -hmm. at some point in there. I think it was after I moved back to Austin the second time. And I think that's it. Yes. And did any of those times when you were doing this healer's hop, did you also reduce your hours or try to do it part-time? So each one, so the endocrinology job was the first six months of my career. And that was the only job that I ever held. That was Monday through Friday, eight to five. The rest of them were... 12 hour shifts or 10 hour shifts, three days a week or four days a week. Or even the caravan was like six hours a day, four days a week, sometimes three. And the desire to find, so what was it that held me? So by the end of my 14 years of practice, I was working six shifts a month, usually 12 hour shifts. But sometimes it would be six shifts a month, picking up somebody else's like four hour shifts. So in total, I was working very, 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 very little and still searching for something more. Oh my gosh. The return to my true healer self, because in the clinic, I didn't feel like I was able to be my authentically plugged in healer self. I was a healthcare professional and I was doing the professional job of what I was supposed to do. And 
in that, I was able to bring some of the stuff that I knew and loved to my patients. But at the end of the day, I was still not feeling fulfilled and like I was making the difference in people's lives that I had originally thought that I wanted when I went into medicine. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the healer's hop is when you jump from one place to the next in search of something. Mm -hmm. And you got, it's sometimes ineffable, right? Like you don't know what that something is. Mm -hmm. It can be um, better pay, can be better hours closer to your house. But when it starts to become more of um, just a one step, more like a hot stones, <laughs> maybe that's when we take a step back and maybe ask the bigger mm -hmm. question about what really am I looking for? Right. If I right. had every aspect of it, it was near my home, these certain hours, why would I still be satisfied? I loved it in every way. Like even at the end, I still, I loved seeing patients but there was still something missing. Meals turn. All right. So my healers hop started in neurology. I did a moonlighting for a neurologist on the weekends uh, in the hospital. I did rotations and then went to an urgent care where I was for, you know, where I was full-time, even extra hours. Mm -hmm. You know, we typically worked four twelves. And did that for quite a few years. And then within the same system, jumped to pediatrics, then jumped to internal medicine, and then ultimately ended up as the go-to provider to fill in for other providers when they went on maternity leave or vacation or because I knew all of the positions so well yeah. and clientele and patient, patient load. Then I went from there full-time to part-time because maybe then everything would feel complete. I'd have more time and space and energy for myself and family. Then what did I do is I ended up picking up another part-time job. So I was still working there, but it was closer to home. And I went from just once a month to twice a month to accepting like once a week position there. Mm -hmm. So I was working the same amount of hours. <laughs> and then from there ended up going to a mobile like is a, it was an urgent care that delivered care directly to your door. And I went from there mm -hmm. in the mobile unit to a clinic that was inside of Whole Foods and almost actually went into integrative health before I was like, okay, <laughs> because that was going to be my perfect job, right? Mm -hmm. That was going to be at the perfect hours, really close to home, patient population that I wanted to work with, everything. And then what I ended doing is, oh, and then in there as well, as I ended up doing my passion project, which was working with individual, doing individual coaching, mm -hmm. life coaching, specifically around helping women break their drinking habit, the mom wine culture. And so I stepped in to doing that more full-time. And then I actually haven't gone back to the healer's hop. That's oh, where we God. are here today. And I agree. There was something I didn't quite know when I was doing it that I was, I was, I thought I was doing it for the better pay, for the closer mm -hmm. to home, mm -hmm. the better hours, all of those things. But really and truly, as I was progressing and going to each of those places is that I was getting more in tuned with the way that I wanted to deliver care. Mm -hmm. And 
the expectation of change within my patients changed what I was expecting the outcome to be changed to where I actually it was more of allowing them to have their own experience and space to find out what they needed or didn't need mm -hmm. versus me telling them that their labs looking at their labs and the cholesterol was high they need to increase their medication when they didn't want to at all they were very opposed to that in some areas and population and so it was more of this space holder and allowing them to kind of process through the information mm -hmm. that I was providing what the literature showed versus what they were feeling and thinking versus what they knew and what they researched anyway so and that healing isn't linear and mm -hmm. so what they were experiencing wasn't necessarily something that I could like quantify yeah. in a chart yeah anyway and so then it just became where I felt like there was more and more of a disconnect similar and I think we've mentioned this in podcast prior about the masks that we were the different hats that we wear different faces that we have for each thing in our lives mm -hmm. right so as a mom I act a certain way or as a person in the clinic I act a certain way and and really I wanted to unify all of those people um and yeah but I had to really figure out who that person was, I right, think, like right. really know who that person was. And hindsight is always twenty twenty. I wish I would have had somebody maybe who would have given me the space and experience to understand that that's what was happening, you know, and that the answers were within already if I yeah, that's slowed down instead of hopping. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a universal experience, right? You do want somebody outside of you to kind of guide you through this, but it's also inward experience and that one that you have to discover for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's so much tied up into the identity and, and um, our life experiences up until then to... Um, to kind of have the courage to face that. You know, mm -hmm. to say like, maybe it's not the job. Maybe there's maybe something. It's me. It's me. <laughs> and not in a, something's wrong with me. No, because nothing's wrong with anybody. Right. But that. Nothing needs to be fixed. Maybe the environment in which I'm putting myself in is the actual problem. Or. is the culprit. Yeah. Or one of the. One of the many. Yeah. One of the many. I think um, what you said about your expectations of your patients changed. I, I feel like that is a common thread because when we come out of training and school, we, we put on this identity of expert. We are the white coat authority who gets to tell you what it is that you do with your health, with your pills, with your life, with your brain, with your body. And that's such a fallacy. The expert in somebody's health is the individual. And I think that when we first start off, that ego and identity is really easy to put on because it's what we went to school for. It's what we paid a lot of money for. It's what we put our like blood, sweat, and tears into for so many years, probably since we were 
very little and then to come out and be like no this this is the way it's going to go i'm the expert i'm the authority and i'm going to tell you how to do this because you're broken and i need to fix you and the healing journey for the patient very much parallels the healing journey of the healer to come back into who they were meant to be as in the healing arts in whatever way that comes out i don't know if that makes sense but mm. so that healer's hop is very much this is maybe a stretch but it very much looks like treating diabetes type mm. 2 diabetes right like you start off with lifestyle changes and then you go to metformin and then you go to a tzd and then you go to i don't even remember the pills anymore mm. and then eventually maybe if you don't have it under control then you start insulin and that's like a metaphor for what mm. we do as we jump from job to job to job to job to like heal the root cause that is really like this isn't what i went into the healing arts for and I'm going to keep seeking and keep searching until I find that. And it's never going to be in a job. Do you know what I just thought of is the parallel, the patient hop, the patient provider hop, or the oh, yeah. provider hop, right? So mm -hmm. the patients do it too. Yeah. Right? So yeah, they hop around. From, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From one provider to the next and the next and the next mm -hmm. with the same symptoms. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, at some point you're like, well, can I see all those, you know, the CT scan, the four CT scans that you've had and then specialist notes and all of the things. So we not, we don't have to keep, um, continue to replicate the right and order tests that have already been done. But I think it's the, the um, patients with this provider hop that they do is also building there's more of this understanding that ultimately they get to as well, potentially is mm -hmm. like, okay, I have to kind of take on my, the, my own responsibility yeah. for this. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. something that they have to go through in order to start recognizing that their provider isn't going to be the one who mm -hmm. fixes them. To get back to themselves. Yeah, to get back to themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we must do it in other places in our lives too. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, the jumping is a yeah. thing. That's yeah. what we do in our society, especially. So I hear the new generations do this a lot and we were just yeah know, ahead of our times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, it's not something yeah. that we as human beings do. Well, I was just thinking another parallel, like it's the same with them <laughs> with when you're looking for a partner. Right. And so you like go from one partner to the mm -hmm. next, the next, mm -hmm. the next. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately you're like, Oh, I have to come back and figure out myself from within, mm -hmm. um, in order to find and attract the, yeah. You know, yeah. the partner for me. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, parallels all over the place in the world. That's just <laughs> because we're multi-dimensional human beings, right? And we're here to have an experience that's fun and fulfilling. And so we go on an adventure and we explore and we seek and we hop and jump <laughs> from person to person and place to place until we realize this is where home is yeah. and always has been. Mm -hmm. So 
what do you do with this healer's hop? What if I'm in this healer's hop and I just found the the next big thing? I know that this is the one that's going to fulfill my destiny. Yeah. (laughs) The silence. (laughs) We have no idea what to do with it. Yeah. You know, I, I think that yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, and we've just mentioned this, you know, about the coming back to within and it's, and I've had, I've had people who have stayed um, in healthcare in the, um, in their current clinic or job who um, really just figured out how to make themselves happy. And so regardless of where they are in the world, right. And so really coming back to like, you know, looking at our boundaries, looking at what we're willing to um, take on and what we're willing, what we know we need to give up in order to, you know, be happier within our jobs, that we know that, that, you know, having a commitment to ourselves to find the joy in our current practice, you know, all of these things, again, is finding what, how to self-resource um, and change our state and change our maybe not sit next to a, a coworker that is negative, you know, and, you know, changing our environment within the environment some to make to make it to make it better and brighter and work. Yeah. Um, and then if you do find yourself and you're hopping to another job, I guess it's like looking at what patterns continue to come with you, mm-hmm. because I actually liked most places that I worked. And again, I really loved um, patients, direct patient care. Uh, and so what I found is that it wasn't a particular type of job because um, I would work at urgent cares that were slower than other ones. Mm-hmm. So it's not that it was one was busier mm-hmm. or slower than the other. Um, it was really the way in which I was providing care, right? The way in which I wanted to yeah. provide care. It didn't feel authentic to me anymore. Um, but I didn't know that until I stepped away from it. Yeah, the space. But that's why we're having this conversation mm-hmm. because you don't necessarily have to, although I really recommend if you haven't taken an extended break from your work as a provider that you do just to be able to have space for reflection. Anyway. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the biggest medicine is space and time to yourself so that you can return back to a more calm and clear nervous system that returns you to that initial reason or reasons that you went into medicine in the first place. And it's not, it will never be when I get the job that fulfills all these criteria, then I will be happy and fulfilled then I will feel like I'm giving back to the world. It is when I'm happy and fulfilled, that's when I'll be happy and fulfilled. There's no job out there that will get you there, get us there. And it's really, really, really challenging to see that through the disrupted, dysregulated, always on survival mode nervous system. And as long as we are on that, there's, it's, it's really challenging. (laughs) I think um, that's the number one thing for sure is to get to a place and a space where you can turn it off. Do you know what kind of just what came through is this idea of making the wrong choice. 
So I remember for so long, I knew that I wanted to try to do something different or at least maybe even work once a week or PRN, mm -hmm. right? And then do some, do another, try my hand at something else, right? But I was so afraid that if I stepped away from my position or my, my role as a healthcare provider, then I would never be able to go back, right? And this is so beautiful about choice is we can make it once mm -hmm. and we can make it again. Yeah. We can choose something different. And so mm -hmm. if you find that um, that you don't, that you miss it or that you want to go back, you can go back or that you want to pick up more hours, somebody will take you. Right. And so I think it's that this misconception that there is a bad choice or a wrong choice and there isn't. A choice is just a choice. It's neither bad nor good. And it will lead you to the next thing that you need to know about yourself and about your destiny. And thinking back, was going back to what Erica was saying about being, feeling the feeling that you want to have now of being happy, content, enjoying your job, whatever it may be, is that in order to really get the job that you really desire, you do have to have that feeling in the here and now, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, I hope that was clear is that if I want, so for instance, I had known that I needed to take a break from being a, um, a PA for a while. Now, um, I was always offered, well, why don't you just go PRN or we can give you even less hours and pay you the same amount. And I mean, really, really grateful for everything that I received as being a PA and for the provide, the people who I worked for, um, because they always gave me that just that thing that I needed to stay on a little bit longer. And I think yeah. we all know what that feels like mm -hmm. and all have experienced that. And so there was a moment that I wrote a company-wide email. It was like actually like a blast on an app that said, I love all of my coworkers. I am so appreciative of where I work. I cannot believe that I landed such an amazing job. And a week later, they had a massive company-wide layoff. I missed that one. And one of my other colleagues wrote and said, well, how do you like your job now or your company now? And then uh, about two or three weeks later, they had another massive layoff and almost everyone was let go. And I was let go at that time too. But I would not have, I really believe that I would not have been let go if I was, if I were in that um, position of, fear and a worry and of concern um, that I somehow I would have been one of the last man, men standing. Yeah. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me because it really led me to where I am right now. But I kept holding on mm -hmm. with linked with fear. And then once I actually was in full gratitude is when the universe finally was like, all right, she's learned, <laughs> she's learned you know, learned her lesson like that happens. She's like, oh, she's like, yeah, oh yeah. you know? Yeah. I love all of the story. <laughs> towards the end of yeah ah uh, yeah I I love this topic because it always ends up coming back to ourselves and it's so important to to just recognize and honor the fact that you got to choose so choice is a privilege I believe choice is a privilege right and you chose long ago I believe before you even came onto this earth that you wanted to be a healer. And I believe that everybody who decides to be a healer, anybody who decides to be anything, right, gets to live that 
purpose out in its fullest expression for whatever it is for that person. And that's what we're here to find. If we're seeking anything, that's what we're here to find and seek. And it's a disservice to your human experience to not explore and to not give yourself space because it can be so beautiful and it can. I mean, I honestly remember feeling so crushed and destroyed by my profession at one point. And I, if we can help support any one person to not get to that point, then I feel like we're doing a, a pretty good job. And yeah, the healer's hop is, it's a fun thing to do. <laughs> it is like, I, I believe everybody has, I don't believe everybody has to go through it, but it's a journey. It's an exploration, right? It's a, it's a discovery of this whole healer's journey. And yeah, if you're on it, keep going. You'll find yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You absolutely will. <laughs> you know, I think it's interesting if you chose to go into the profession to be a healer in this particular way in the clinic, clinical setting, or whatever it looks like in the hospital setting. And you did that at like in your 20s, and now you're in your 40s or 50s or 60s. Mm -hmm. I just want to give you permission because we really look for permission in things that it's okay to change and want something different. I mean, if you really sit down and think about it, would you expect your 40-year-old self to still like the things that your 20-year-old self did, right? And most everything else we would say, well, no, I mean, guys, just look, look, look at fashion alone, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, much less what we're doing as a, as a career or the way that we're doing it as a career, right? It doesn't mean that it's, it's again, it's a 180, but it just maybe even just little, little shifts in the way that we provide care can make a huge difference in who we are now, yeah. right? To reflect who right. we are today yeah. and think about all that experience that you've learned, you know, just own your own personal experience, not just the clinical experience. Yeah. Yeah. So it's okay. I give you permission. Camille gives permission. <laughs> I give permission. And also we always ask our, um, our guests this question of like, what does, what does the healthcare system of the future look like to you? And maybe there's something in there that you feel that you could be part of. Mm. That's an exciting exploration. I think mm. that is, that is a great question to actually leave, leave on. Okay. Okay. So as always, please let us know your stories. Mm -hmm. And we love to hear where you are and where you are on your healer's journey or your healer's hop. And uh, we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so happy you're here. We look forward to bringing you more stories from the healer's journey on healthcare from the soul. If you've loved this podcast, please let us know by dropping a review on Apple Podcasts to support us getting the word out. As our gift to you, we'll send you a meditation. Just screenshot your review and email us at healthcarefromthesoul at gmail.com. Thank you. And until next time, we're sending all our love.